Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hey, hey, you're listening to episode five of Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, and today I'm back with my first episode of the new year, which is crazy, by the way, with the five tasks that you need to outsource first for your online store. So let's dig in. Firstly, I cannot believe it is 2019. And in fact, it's not just 2019, it's February 2019. So January went by so quickly, which is crazy. I'm not sure if any of you guys can relate with that, but I just felt like the holiday season just continued into January. It was incredibly busy. So I apologize for being out of touch with podcasting. I'm trying to get back into it and do a little bit more batch recording in the next few weeks. So I plan to have a lot more podcasts queued up to help you scale your business in a way that feels authentic to you with the most actionable tips that I can give you for your e-commerce store. Uh, So this this week's topic, I really want to focus in on outsourcing because I was thinking back to when I first started my store. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately about like how did I get started and talking a little bit more about my startup journey, which now seems a little bit farther away because it was almost six years ago, which is crazy to think. Um, But I largely did everything myself at the beginning. In particular, for the first couple of years in the business, I was doing basically everything from shipping, customer service, to web product setup. Um, I was even doing my own bookkeeping and graphic design, and I was really a Jill of all trades. Not sure if any of you guys can relate to that, but I just felt like, okay, well, I can figure this out. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to teach myself how to do it. And definitely at the time, money was tight. I was starting up my business with, with about $20,000. So I didn't have much money to spread around to different agencies and stuff like that. So I just decided, hey, I'm going to do it myself and I'll figure this out. Definitely the thrifty way to do it. Was it the most efficient way to run my business? Probably not. Um, but I can't change that now, but what I can do is help you where you are at today. Um, today I have a team of, I think we are at 11 right now, soon to be 12 and then soon to be 13, uh, people working for me. Most of them are full time. So I've definitely learned to delegate a lot more of what I do from a day-to-day basis. Although I'm still really challenged with that. I get into the weeds for sure on a lot of things. But today I'm here to share with you the five tasks that you need to outsource first. These are things that are inhibiting your growth as a business because when I think about how much time you have in a day, if you are running your business full-time, but even if you're running it as a side hustle part-time while you work your day job, um, you really need to be focused in on your IPAs, what I call them. And I'm not talking about India Pale Ale, if you guys are beer fans, even though I do love that. I'm talking about your income-producing activities, IPAs. I don't even know where I stole that from, so if somebody remembers, get on my Instagram and tag me in it, but income-producing activities. So you really need to focus in on those things that you know will move the needle on your business so that you can generate more revenue, so that ultimately you can grow and hire more staff. 
Now, I'm sure you're thinking, okay, Christy, that's great, but there's stuff that needs to get done. There's stuff like the more sales I get, the more orders need to be shipped. The more customers I acquire, the more customer service I need to give. So this is the reason why I want to talk about these things, because I think there's some things that are easier to kind of chunk out to a person, whether it's in person or virtually, to help you get these things done. So let's start with number one. Number one is 100% shipping and fulfillment. So if you're ready, if you're there yet, if you have the type of product that would serve very well in a warehouse um, and what we would call 3PL, a third-party logistics site, then go for it. There are a lot of options nowadays that will take very small quantities of product and actually pick, pack, and ship them for you. Therefore, you don't have to worry about storing inventory anywhere. You don't have to worry about the picking, the packing, and the shipping. That is a great option. However, for many of us, some of us want to have a hand touch to our orders. We want to package it really nicely. We want to have you know, a, a really super premium feel to it. Then it may make sense to keep your shipping in-house, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it. So shipping takes a lot of time. Actually, the other day, probably like a couple months ago, we actually measured at Encircled how long it takes to ship an order. And we have a pretty intensive process. So we wrap stuff, we take we take great care in packaging up our customers' orders because we know these are investment pieces, so we want to put a lot of love into it. But it does take us on average somewhere in between from the picking, the packing, making of the box to the labels, all that kind of stuff, about six to seven minutes per order, which is quite a bit of time. Um, so if you can imagine you get like 50 orders in a day, that's six minutes um, per order, that's 300 minutes in a day. So that's like, it's a long time. <laughs> it's like five hours, right? So that's like most of your day shipping. Um, so if you have a couple of people doing it, it'll go by a lot faster, of course. However, um, you know, I think that's something you want to think about a little bit more is like, how much time should you re- really be spending on shipping? And is there somebody else who can help you with this? And the biggest objection I hear from this is that I don't have consistent enough orders. So perhaps you have, you know, maybe five orders one day, two orders the next day, three orders the next day, maybe zero the next day. And so you can't really have somebody who's full-time employed in this role, but perhaps you can have somebody part-time and maybe you don't ship every single day because shipping every single day is great for Amazon, but maybe it doesn't work for a small business. And if you're selling a product that's pretty unique and that doesn't have any sort of perishable nature to it, um, like a food product or something like that, then maybe you can delay the shipping. Maybe that's something that you can batch so that maybe on Wednesdays you have, instead of the three orders you did on Monday and two on whatever, you have like 10 orders that somebody can help you ship with for like an, a morning or something like that. And that's a great opportunity to find like a student or an intern or somebody who wants some part-time flexible hours to come help you with that kind of stuff. That's a big one. So outsourcing your shipping, your picking, your packing, I think that is huge, whether you do it in-house or if you find a warehouse to do that for you. Um, both have pros and cons. Um, I would say both kind of have 
different costs to them. I would say both cost money, but they have different structures, right? So if you're having somebody full-time do this, then you have to have orders for them to ship for sure. But if they're part-time, you can be a bit more flexible probably. Um, In a warehouse, you're only paying if you're actually shipping, but you might have to pay like a monthly fee to store your inventory. So it may work out about the same. I actually don't know the math on it because we have done most of our um, shipping from in-house, but it'd be interesting to see if there would be savings. But I know it is not the cheapest necessarily to outsource everything. So the second thing you need to outsource is customer service. So somewhat related to shipping, um, this is another role that potentially the person who's doing shipping, if they have the right skill set, could do the customer service too. So that's a, a few extra hours a week that person could do. Now, the customer service person doesn't necessarily need to be there. We have a virtual, we have two now virtual customer service assistants. They're both in Canada, but um, they work from home. So they just log into our help desk software and they talk to customers and they're able to do a lot of stuff virtually through the cloud. They don't need to be here. For sure, there's some customer service functions like returns and exchanges, like taking product in and processing it that need to be done in person. But there's no reason that nowadays with these types of tools for communication like Slack, that you can't do this kind of stuff virtually. Now, this person um, doesn't have to be full-time. Again, don't get stuck up on this full-time job thing because that is what's going to really slow you down, I think. Get into the the idea of hiring somebody part-time flexible. I think that's a great opportunity, again, for a student or somebody who's looking for some extra hours. Maybe they have kids and they just want some a few hours when the kids go to school or something like that in the afternoon. Um definitely don't write it off as a role that somebody would never want because some people really also love customer service. And potentially this customer service person could maybe do other things. Maybe if they're you know, pretty savvy, maybe they can help you with like some updating products on your website and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of different things you can teach people. And I think the one thing that happens with a lot of entrepreneurs is it's a lot easier for us to do it ourselves. Am I right? So once you figure out how to do something... If you want somebody else to do it, you're going to have to teach them. And teaching somebody takes time. And when you're already time-starved, teaching somebody else is starving your time further. And it's almost easier just to keep status quo and keep doing it yourself because it's just faster. But in the long term, it's not. It's more efficient to teach somebody else to do it. So the more you do document your processes and document how you do things and how you answer customer service inquiries and what you do when X, Y, Z happens. So then you can translate it more to people and they can have the resources to empower themselves to do something for you um, to help you out with customer service. So the third thing I think you should outsource is bookkeeping slash accounting. Unless you are a CPA or CA in Canada, um, I do not suggest doing your own bookkeeping. It is not fun. And I have fairly deep accounting background and I like it in one sense because you feel very connected to your books, but not to say that that's necessarily the best use of your time. And I would say bookkeeping slash accounting because I think they're two different things. You can have an accountant that can do bookkeeping, but you can't really have a bookkeeper that does accounting because accounting is a lot more related to um, like principles of like tax law and stuff like that. And bookkeeping is really a little bit more administrative. You have to have an understanding of the law and categorization. And obviously if you're in Canada, CRA laws or um, the 
IRA in the US, I guess. Um, but it's definitely, you'd find typically a bookkeeper is cheaper than an accountant because they need less certification. And actually a lot of administrative people can do bookkeeping. So again, this might be something you could roll into potentially this customer love position. And so I think you're going to want to outsource this fairly early on once you have some momentum in your business, because you're going to get a lot of receipts coming in a lot of expenses, especially if you're making your own product. Um, and you're going to want to reconcile those on at least a monthly basis to see where you stand from a profit and loss perspective, because that information is super valuable to making decisions as well. You're going to want to help have somebody help you set up maybe a cash flow forecasting template so you can really understand whether or not your business is making money. Um, and if this isn't your area of expertise, then it is really important in a product-based business to reach out for help here because inventory and not knowing your cost of goods and not managing your cash flow can really sink a business. I'm not trying to freak you out here, but it is really important. And I can say the times that I've ignored this is the times when I've gotten into some more serious financial situations. So it's important to stay on top of. And now there's, I guess the good thing now, there's lots of resources virtually that can help you as well as apps and stuff like that that can make this a lot easier. We use an app at Encircle called Receipt Bank, where you can literally take a photo of your receipt and upload it and auto categorize stuff. Um, it links into other things like your accounting system and um, apps like HubDoc that automatically pull invoices from other websites. So you can kind of create this connectivity so that you don't have to be doing everything manually, which saves time. But ultimately, I think it's good to find somebody who's familiar with all these systems and can set them up properly for you. Because I set up my accounting systems myself, full disclosure, when I first started, and that was a huge mistake. So don't do that. Hire somebody who can do it properly and then have them teach you maybe the basics of bookkeeping or something like that, and then have them help you out with monthly reconciliations for accounting. The fourth task you should outsource first is definitely graphic design. So unless you are a trained graphic designer, this one is a big one. And I'm going to throw in content, I guess, development, like video slash photos, because a lot of us can hack it together, but it will probably look better if you have some professional help in this area. And I'm not saying every single banner image you create needs to be created by a graphic designer, but the best thing you can do here is have somebody create you some templates that you can work off of. So if you're at all familiar with Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop, then maybe you can hire somebody to create templates for that for commonly used things. So perhaps you create a lot of quotes in Instagram. Um, you need a template for that. Perhaps you need a template for your homepage banners or a template for your email headers. Have somebody create all those assets for you so that you can easily edit them. That's an option. Or you could hire somebody part-time or virtually that can help you on a case-by-case -case basis. Or you can do stuff like this yourself in Canva, but ultimately it doesn't always look as professional. And if you're trying to build a pretty serious brand, then I think you need to invest in this area. I DIY'd my graphic design for a long time and it looked like a dog's breakfast. Honestly, <laughs> I'm self-taught in the graphic design space and I still sometimes dip my toe in that role and I really shouldn't even touch Photoshop because I don't know what I'm doing and it's not my zone of genius. And ultimately it can make a big difference, especially if you're running a premium brand that having somebody really who knows the principles of graphic design helping you, it can really accelerate your growth. And the last task I think you need to outsource first is web design. 
I think that one might shock you guys. I don't know because I actually built my first Shopify store myself. However, creating a store on Shopify is pretty easy, but when you want to take it next level and start really designing your store, that's when I think you should outsource it. So do I think you can probably be capable of downloading a theme and uploading images and setting up your navigation? Absolutely. But the minute you want to do something custom, you should not fiddle around with that. That is when you need to hire somebody. We have plenty of people on my team right now that are trained somewhat in Shopify who can hack together things through their own intelligence and just learning and playing with the platform. Does that mean they're web designers? No. If we're doing something major, we have to hire it out. Because if you mess up code on a website, any website, doesn't matter if it's Shopify, which by the way, I think is amazing, um, you can really take down your whole store and that would be awful. So it's really important to get serious in this area. And maybe, again, not at first, maybe this isn't the first thing you do because maybe you won't need it for the first year of your business. But if you want to really customize your appearance of your store, Um, it's definitely something I recommend investing in for sure. And there's lots of resources out there. Um, Upwork is a great one for finding web designers. Um, Hey Carson, there's a lot of resources that you can use there for these things. But again, it's something that I don't think teaching yourself will be a valuable use of your time. I think it's important to know some basic coding principles so that when you're updating pages and stuff like that in Shopify, in your store, you can understand what does what, why is this bold, why is this not? Um, That's important. But I think if you're designing major template changes and stuff like that, you should definitely lean on the experts. So those are the five tasks. Let's just review them in summary. So number one was shipping. So getting your picking, packing, shipping, um, fulfillment, either outsourced with somebody part-time who works for you or some maybe put it in a warehouse outsourced altogether, depending on your volumes. Uh, The second one is customer service. Absolutely. Somebody to help you with getting back to your customers, whether it's on email or social media, or um, they could potentially help you with some administrative tasks in your store as well. The third one is bookkeeping slash accounting. So finding a financial expert who can set up your systems so that you can run them as well as get some help from apps or somebody administrative to help you with bookkeeping. The fourth one is graphic design slash video slash photos. Uh, Professional product photos, I didn't mention this before, are a game changer. So you can shoot them yourself if you have some talent in that area, but it is really great if you can find somebody to help you with that. And the last but not least, web design. So if you are deciding on making any major web edits, I definitely recommend hiring a professional in this area because most of us that listen to this podcast, I think are makers or marketers and we're not web developers. So we shouldn't pretend to be. And even just taking one of these tasks and outsourcing it in the next like 30 days may free up a lot of your time. And if you're looking for one or two to start with, I would recommend creating a role for a part-timer. Maybe they're not working more than like 10 hours a week or something like that, who helps with customer love. Sorry, that's our version in Circle Customer Service, um, shipping, and admin. Because that in itself is a lot 
of work for you as a business owner, just starting out. So if you can remove that off your plate, just think about all the time you have for those income producing activities. So maybe you'll have more time to write that additional email or put up more social posts or dream up new product ideas. There's a lot that can happen if you open up your calendar by delegating some of these things away from you. Because reality is you're eventually going to have to do it anyway. So why not do it now? All right. So that's it for episode number five. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you learned something today. If you want to share with me the first thing you're going to outsource after listening to this episode, hop on over to at Brave and Boss on Instagram and find the latest photo and leave a comment. I'd love to hear what this inspired you to outsource so that you can focus on your IPAs. Take care guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts, and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.